Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. Today, what we're going to be talking about is the topic is going to be tips on FTO. So um, if you are brand new to me, I want to welcome you. I would like to invite you into my Instagram, onto my Instagram, because that is where we hang out the most. Um, And uh, one of my peeps on Instagram actually asked me to talk about this. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into contact, contact, content, we have some things that we're going to talk about. Uh, first things first, I'm the realist. Okay, who says that? Who says that? You guys don't know? It's like my favorite rapper ever, and I'm not telling you the answer. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. Um, okay, so straight up, listen up. So today is February 26th. We um, already have, I believe, 29 police suicides in law enforcement um, or like in our culture uh, since the beginning of the year. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's completely unacceptable, to be honest with you. It's heartbreaking. Um, the last one was a female deputy down in uh, Florida. I don't know too much on the background um, of it. A fellow officer let me know that uh, this woman had tweeted or s- sent a text or some something um, talking about how you know, the uh, laws for child safety, they're just, they're outrageous. And um, so, and that was like her last, one of her last like public posts or something like that. And so, um, you know, who knows, she might've been what she was going through or what the situation was, but it's a problem. We have a problem. Um, And I, I, for one, uh, am ready to stop, you know, skipping around and acting like we don't have a problem. You know, I look on Instagram and um, I do my fair share of uh, research on social media. And I'm not saying like social media needs to be negative by any means. Please don't get that twisted. But, you know, like when I scroll down and I look, you know, all I see, all I see are police selfies, selfies of females, selfies of males. And, you know, and I know that to some extent that could be your way or their way of, you know, trying to bridge the gap between, you know, between the bridge or bridging the gap or between like, you know, the police world and the community. But we've got much bigger problems. Okay. Yeah. The community, they probably, they don't like us. I don't really know of a time that the community ever really loved the police, um, you know, or the military for that matter. Only like when we're saving their ass is when they uh, love us. Like, don't get that twisted. But what's killing us right now is uh, is politics, the politics, the command staff. It's all killing us right now, and we need to we need to come together, and we need to we need to change law enforcement as a culture. And and you know what? I'm tired. I'm so tired of watching everybody say this. Oh, we need to come together. We need change. This is what's wrong. This is why you know the suicide rate high. This is why everyone's pissed. This is why the turnover rate is crazy. But then nobody does anything about it. Nobody's doing anything about it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Going to go raise some fucking money? Great. Good. But how are you helping? How are you helping me 
a law enforcement officer? How are you helping my brothers and sisters in uniform who are having a hard time? We've got a, you know, we've got a bit of an epidemic going on where we have officers, you know, reaching out to these profiles on Instagram, these other officers who have 100,000, over 100,000 followers. And these, and these officers, they forgot where they came from. And they're not, uh, you know, an officer reaches out because they need some help and no one, no one's helping them out, you know, and that's a problem. So here's what I did. So instead of talking about it, like I told you, I'm to- so sick and tired of everyone doing, I solved, I'm going to be solving the problem, helping, and I can only do it, you know, with you guys. You guys have got to help me because I can't do this all by myself. But here's what I did. So I did a ton of research. I found a platform off social media that allows you uh, as the law enforcement officer to create um, an email or a username that um, is completely anonymous to everyone except me because I'm the moderator. And I created a law enforcement only group. Now, listen, you're going autumn. I can get on that on Facebook. In fact, I am in that Leo only group because I actually just got an invite this morning to it. And uh, because I refuse to go into it, my husband's in it, but I'm not. And I, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. My group, what I'm doing, it's not just, this is not just come in and we're all going to hang out and we're all a bunch of cops and this is cool. That's not what this is. We could go do that on Facebook. We could do that on Instagram on a chat. You know what I'm saying? We can we could do that on every other platform. This isn't what this is about. You come into my group and we're solving problems. You know, we're supporting one another. There's there's literal coaching calls every other week that all of you get to hop on and listen and and talk to and get on the phone with me. You're having a really bad fucking day and you think nobody can understand you and you think nobody cares. You come on my coaching call and you're going to see quite quickly that there's a whole lot of people that actually give a shit about you and they know exactly what you're going through. There's no judgment. And you know what? You get to remain anonymous. You get to hop on that call. Nobody knows who the hell you are just by your voice. And let me tell you something. I live in Maine and there's no fucking way that I would have any idea on who it is, especially you live in all these other states, even if you do live in Maine. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no idea who get who's getting on the other end of the call with me. All I know is that you're a cop and uh, that's good enough for me, man. That's good enough for me. And, uh, you know, that's that's the difference. The difference is it's it's not a dick measuring contest when you come into my group. And I'm sorry for being, you know, really like that, you know, this really raw and like in your face, but it's true. You know, I just see that so much in these cop groups. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not shitting on it, but we all know that's also the culture. And I'm also gonna tell you this. I'm not gonna beg. I'm not going to um consistently ask any of you to come in. If this isn't for you, don't come in because here's the thing. I want a certain kind of officer. I want a certain kind of person in this group with me. I don't want no egotistic um, person who's going to come in and talk a bunch of shit and because a bunch of problems and, and, you know, make people feel bad about being a human because you're, you're so fucking insecure and you've got all this shit going on and, and, you know, you're so fucked up that you can't even, you can't even come in and try to get help. You know, I don't want that. You think you're too good for this group? Don't come in. I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. I got six people in there right now. And if that's all I get, I'm good with it. But I'm extending the invitation to you right now because I want to help you because I want to solve this problem. We have a problem in law enforcement. We have tons. But the but the big one is nobody understands us. And we know that. We know that. We know we are, you know, if you want to call it the black sheep, you know how like a lot of people will say they're the black sheep of the family and like nobody likes them and stuff. That's what we are in society. 
And that's no problem when you have people like me who's trying to bring, you know, trying to bring us together. I just want us to come together. I'm not asking this. I'm not asking for society to like us, for society to change their minds about us. We don't even need that because I don't remember a time in history when everyone loved the fucking police. Like who and what? Why would they? Why would they? Because we come and we enforce the laws. Like that's what we do. So, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's a big, it's a big thing that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, you know, life coaching police officers, having that, uh, having that platform available. That's something that I did not have when I was working full-time patrol, you guys, when I was new into the job, when I hit my five-year mark and I was ready to friggin', you know, stretch, <laughs> if you, if we can call it that, you know, and, um, I didn't have anyone to talk to that I could trust. You can't talk to the people that you work with, you know, half the time because we feel like they're going to stab us in the back, right? And I know that. That's why I created this. So again, I'm not going to I'm not going condi- to I'm not going to beg you or anybody to come into this group quite honestly. Because I, I don't give a shit. Because I'll go out and seek my own life coach. And I have. I've spent over $50,000 in life coaching and business coaching. And that's on the real. Okay. Built my own business doing this stuff. But if you know in your heart and in your gut, I, you got to be a part of this. You just want to have some support. Y- who knows? Maybe you're not in a rut right now. But maybe you know you've been in a rut before. And prior to getting in that rut, you can come and hang out with us. Or maybe you just want to be a part of something cutting edge and revolutionary because who knows where this is going to go. If you know me, then you know that I'm always trying to do big things. I'm trying to, you know, always trying to change law enforcement, bring it together, make it better. So this is going to be a pretty revolutionary thing. It's the first group that I've ever found of its kind. Um, Yes, I know that there is a app called Sheepdog Nation. That's why this is not called Sheepdog Nation. Um, And this is very different. I'm on that app. And again, while that is, the idea is absolutely fantastic and I am not knocking the owner. um, I love, you know, I love the idea and I love where the owner's heart is. There's still nothing. I all go on there and I see a bunch of sex memes. What? What? Now, how's that helping me? I can go into the briefing room and be around all my officers and and, and I get the same experience in that briefing room as I do when I go into that freaking onto that uh, app. I don't understand. And and that's what I'm trying to say is like, that's what I'm trying to change. All right. So now that um, I've told you about that, if you want to join, I'm going to put the link. It's going to be in the show notes. It's also the link is in my bio on Instagram. You can email me for it. You can DM me for it. You can PM me for it on Facebook. Um, but again, if you are a law enforcement officer, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in America or not in America, because um, I know my podcast goes worldwide. It doesn't matter. All you got to do is show me your credentials and you can come in. Um, I do want to tell you that it is $35 a month because you're getting coaching calls with me and we're going to be getting guest speakers to come in and talk with us exclusively. Um, we're going to be doing all sorts of things. So it is a paid group. It's only 35 bucks a month. He, but here's the deal. We have what did I say? We have six members in. So if my math is right, we have 14 spots left at 35 bucks a month. Once those slots are filled, it's going to be going up um, to at least 45 bucks a month. And there's no need for you to have to pay that. Just come in now. <laughs> Just come in and get grandfathered into that price. Um, and uh, and even at 45 bucks a month, like I'm just going to be real with you, it's less than 25 bucks a call with me. And I'm going to tell you, my coaching clients, 
they pay minimum 100 bucks an hour to be on the phone with me. And I want you to know that I have, I'm not just talking out of my ass. I've created um, a very successful online business um, because I had to because I got hurt. That's a whole different conversation. But I just want you to know that I definitely have, you know, I have the experience of life coaching and, and helping others. And that's why we're coming together on this platform. And it's an app. You get to download an app. It's really cool because you get to do it on, you can be like, nobody has time to do it on their desktop. Like, let's just be real. But you can obviously do it from there or you can download the app like everybody else does and talk to us right there. And the cool thing is, is if you're like, you've got a situation or a topic that you just do not feel comfortable like posting, all you got to do is you just message me on that app. Say, hey, Autumn, here and you send it to me, I will go. Anonymous post, let's talk about it. And then you're going to get a bunch of cops talking about it, which is cool because then you see that like you're not alone. And I think that's the biggest thing in law enforcement, right? Is seeing that we are not alone. Because I know with the cops that I talk to, my clients, um, my friends, my own situation, the biggest thing is everybody fully believes that they're alone. They're alone in this journey. They're alone you know, being this, this officer and, and, you know, you just, am I, am I inadequate? Cause I feel this way. Am I inadequate? Cause I feel like I can't handle this amount of stress and, you know, and am I just not a good cop? Can I just not do the job? Am I, am I the only one who feels this way? I've got to be like, oh, this is crazy. Am I the only one that has seen this stuff? N- you know, and the answer is always no. No, you are not the only one. And so you want to come and you want to be around people who get you who are going to talk openly um, and freely because that's what this group is. So come on in. Uh, the, it's called the Sheepdog Family. So if you're ready to join the family, pause this right now. Go and secure your spot. You go to the link in my bio, you go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to the sheepdogfamily.com forward slash join. Come on in um, so you can secure your spot at 35 bucks a month. Okay, so now we're going to transition here. Um, we're going to transition into what to do when you're on FTO, okay? And I know I've, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm going to give you some tips. We're going to talk a little bit about it. I think, I think both the FTO and the person on FTO both need to listen to this because I see some, I see some real, but I see some problems. And, uh, and here's the thing. Okay. So I want you to know I'm one week out from graduating, um, with my master's in criminal justice administration and not that, you know, education is everything. I think that, you know, a combination obviously of experience and, um, education is a lethal combination, but I can tell you this, I've learned a lot about leadership. I've learned a lot about leadership, um, in, in my, in my, uh, in my classes. And here's the deal, you guys, we need better leaders in law enforcement. And it starts on day one that you are being trained. And it starts for you when you are the FTO. We need better leaders. We need we need leaders who are not going, I'm not saying you need to baby your officers. I'm not saying that. Like, don't baby the FTO, you know, the, the trainee, don't baby them. We don't need babied officers. We don't need to hold their hands. However, we do need to set them up for success. And setting up for them success isn't always throwing them to the wolves on day one, week one. You know what I'm saying? Like, give them a little bit to understand. Like, you've got to understand as the as the senior cop, you've been doing this, the veteran cop, you might have been doing this. You might even be only be doing this for a couple of years. Just don't forget what it's like. There's so much coming at you. And there's only so much, literally, our brain capacity can, like, take on. And it's scientifically proven. Your brain can only 
take in so much new information and like do something with it. Like repetition is why what's what makes perfect and that's what we why we learn things. It's from repetition. So if you're the FTO, then you are going to do your um trainee very good service if you help them with repetition. Do things in repetition. Pick a couple days and just hit cars. Like that's it. Just pull over cars. The repetition is what is going to sink into that trainee and then spend time arresting them, you know, going and getting arrest, doing bail checks, probation checks, you know, things that are quite easy to make arrests on warrant checks, right? Easy. But just it for them to get that repetition in, because I can tell you that sometimes here's what I've seen on FTO is I've seen them be all over the place, just completely all over the place. And sometimes you can't help it. I mean, sometimes that's just the way it is. And like your agency doesn't allow you to come off and be like a roaming patrol. You actually have to uh, continue to patrol and you actually have to, um, you know, you got to handle calls. So like sometimes you don't have a choice because I mean, that's the nature of police work is you are all over the place. But just remember as that, you know, as that new person who knows nothing, you know, you, you definitely need, they need the reputation. They need the reputation. They need, and, and, and for the trainee, I want you to listen to me. Here's what you need to know. Okay. First off, you're going to feel like you can't survive. You're going to feel like this is crazy. What the hell am I doing? I can't even, I don't even know. Like, I'm going to just tell you on my first traffic stop ever, I, I, I pulled over a car in front of my house, you guys. I didn't even know the road. I couldn't, I, I, I got, I was so in the black. I was like, I looked at my FTL. I'm like, where the fuck are we? And he's like, Autumn, we're right in front of your house. Cause you know, you, you got to call over the radio to dispatch, like where you are, what your location is. I couldn't even tell him. I had no idea. I'm like, Donnie, I don't know. He's like, Autumn, we're right in front of your house. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea where the fuck I am. So you, I don't know what my address is right now. So you need to, you know, but just understand that was also a new address for me. Like it was, I had just moved in there like maybe a couple months ago. So it wasn't like my childhood home and I was like in that much of the black, <laughs> but I was still, cause that address was not ingrained enough in my head. I still was like, what the fuck, where am I? And, um, and that's real. That's so real. And it's, and it's normal. It's so normal. I mean, it's not normal for you to get like that, you know, three weeks on after, you know, three, four weeks on FTO and you've been stopping cars, multiple cars every single day, like you got to calm down about it. But like, um, that's real. And that's, that's just how it is. And, and here's the biggest thing that as a, as a trainee that you can take away from and, and I, cause I enjoy breaking things down. So for me, I got to dumb things down way, way down, way down in order for them to make sense to me. And that's how, and that's how I succeed. And I, I I'm not going to lie. I really fully believe that's how successful people succeed as they, as they, take like topics or they take situations that just seem like way complicated and they are complicated, but they make it, um, you know, they make it less complicated because they dumb it down. So what you need to know and how you're going to dumb all this down is everything is literally a checklist. Everything in police work is a checklist and that is it. It is so fucking simple, but yet we make it 10 times harder than it needs to be. And honestly, you know, when you get in really hot, like hot situations, sometimes it's not always that simple, you know, a shoot, not to shoot, you know, go hands on, not to go hands on, blah, blah, blah. But, um, for the most part, everything you do in police work is a checklist. Like for an example, when you pull over a vehicle, it is simply a checklist that you have to go through. You know, it's like, okay, did I, 
Did I see a violation? Okay, I did. Okay, so, you know, what's the vehicle look like? What's the plate look like? Okay, so now I need to activate my lights and, but I need to make sure that I'm in a safe spot and not in the middle of a, like a bridge or something, you know, I need to be in a safe spot for both of us. Okay, now, now I'm activating my lights. Okay, so now this car is pulling over and I'm calling into dispatch, going through that. Okay, so if it's at night, I need to put my spotlight in the mirror. Okay, I need to position my car however you know, whatever your agency suggests you to do, position the car. Okay. So now it's like, okay, now I need to not get killed. All right. So here's what I need to do. I need to either do a passenger door, passenger side approach, or I need to approach on the driver's side. I need to make sure I don't go past the B post. I need to have my hand on my gun and ready, or I need to have my gun out, or I need to be doing conducting a felony stop. Like you just always have a checklist. And that's, it makes it so much easier. Like I can just tell you like, and don't get so like, oh my gosh, like it has to go in this order and I have to do it this way. Like, but just understand like every call you go to is a checklist. You you know, you got to check the boxes and that's how you figure out things. If things are a crime is, you know, does it meet these three criteria? No. Okay. Well then it's not this crime. I know that. So what crimes could it be? And like, here's what I've seen. And this is what I've experienced. Um, is that honestly, there's not a lot of like I know we have like each state has like hundreds of different crimes, right? But I'm going to be honest, a good cop, like you, you only need to know a fucking solid like 15 to 20 crimes tops. Like that's literally all you need to know. Crimes. I'm not talking about traffic infractions, crimes, because that's literally the same ones over and over and over again. So don't stress yourself out about knowing every damn crime in the book. And then if something's not right, that's when you can call up a senior officer and be like, hey, I've never seen this before, but I just, th- this just does not seem right. Is this right to you? You know, and that's a little bit later on on FTO or even like when you're off FTO and you're by yourself, um, you know, so just understand that. But the biggest thing is it's a checklist and take your time and like, you're going to be a soup sandwich, but here's the deal. When you're going, when people are, when you're an officer, like your FTO is going to be going hands-on as a trainee, you go hands-on and I don't give a shit. You just get in there. Obviously, don't start kicking anybody's head or anything like that. That's completely inappropriate, but you can definitely jump in and help um, if they need help. You know, if you're going into a hot call, breathe. You've got to breathe and you need to know the feelings that you're feeling, your FTO is feeling too. But here's the deal. Your FTO has gone through this situation, has experienced things like this 100, 200, 500,000 times probably, you know, but you, this is the first time you're experiencing it. So you are going to experience the heart rate out of control. You know, you're going to experience kind of like that tunnel vision or, you know, the deer in the headlights, like, oh fuck, like, the best thing is, is you need to continue to just be tactical. I think that any FTO could agree that, you know what, we'll train anybody who is a couple of things. One, motivated. You got to be motivated. That doesn't mean you got to be an egotistic prick. Don't come in and tell me how much you want to arrest everybody because I don't want to freaking, I don't want to train you. I want to knock you out because you're a tool. Two, you, what you want to do is you want to, um, be, tactically sound. Do things that are smart. Okay. So if like every, if you are going up to a house and because the call is this person has a gun and is threatening people, I probably wouldn't walk right up to the fucking door. Would you? Or, you know, that's when you want to stay in your FTO's pocket and do exactly what they're doing. And, you know, you don't drive into a driveway on a hot call like that. You know, you don't, you don't, you need to shut your sirens off, you know, way prior so that nobody hears you you know, um, just things like that, that really, um, you know, 
it, it just makes it, it makes your FTO feel a little bit better. I know the biggest thing for me whenever I was with a rookie officer is like, I just need to know that once I get into the fight, you're coming. And honestly, I can train you to do everything else, but you need, I need to know that you're going to fight. I'll never forget one time. Sorry, I just had a scratch on my head. I'll never forget one time that I was, um, <clears throat> she had just gotten, no, she was still on FTO. And we we had to go to this call. It was a loud noise complaint. It was on second shift. It was dark. It must have been 10 o'clock at night. And it was a shitbag of a place. It was a shitbag of a place. And uh, and um, I go there often. They all want to fight. These guys, they, they're the type of citizens that don't have anything to lose. So they just always want to fight. You know what I'm saying? They're always boozing, drugged up, whatever. And so, you know, the leather gloves are on. And uh and I'm ready to fight. And I got I got one of my partners. He's behind me. He's a veteran cop, and he pretty much he could talk anybody off a ledge. I mean, this guy unbelievable. And so me, I, I do a little bit less talking, a little more action. But he's still, you know what I'm saying. I go hands on with him any day. But then we got this rookie. We got this rookie, and uh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And don't ever be like this. She, uh, we're going up to the, we're going up, and I'm dealing with. I I go knock on the door. This guy opens the door and is like, what? And she stands behind me and then behind my partner, who he's a big dude. You know, he's like six, three or something. And uh, and I'll never forget it in my life. Don't do that, rookie. Never do that. OK, I don't stand in front of your FTO. Obviously, they stand beside him or directly right behind him. Not in a way that you're scared, but stand there like I got your back. Okay. And, and, and here's the deal. You got to fake it till you make it. You just do. Okay. The, these, these criminals on the streets, they know they can smell a rookie. They know when you're a rookie, they could smell it. Okay. It's on how you, it's in how you walk and how you talk and how you act. Okay. You got to be one with them. You got to be, I don't care. A good cop is one with the fucking streets, man. That's, and that's just the way that it is. And, uh, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fake it till you make it. You gotta puff that chest out and you just, you know, you don't gotta be arrogant, but you gotta be confident. And that's why I pound into your head, go train jujitsu, go take some sort of self-defense, know how to handle yourself because you gotta be able to back that up. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna meet some alpha guy or female who's like off their rocker on drugs and they're gonna meet you head on and it's not gonna be a fun situation. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely want to, you know, fake it till you make it get trained in FTO, but always be there to have your FTOs back. And like, and as the trainee, just breathe, just, just seriously breathe. Okay. Just breathe. Um, you know, I could go on and on and on about this topic, but the truth is, is you just need to breathe and understand that, you know, there's a few things like we talked about today that, uh, your FTO is looking for. One is heart. Two is common sense. Three is the fact that you're gonna you're tactical and you're gonna go in the fight. I can teach you, I can train you how to do everything else. But if you are not those three things, I'm telling you that your FTO experience is not gonna be enjoyable. And the last thing I'm gonna leave you with is a uh, lieutenant told me when I first started, um, you know, he told me, he said, You never don't be a know-it-all. I said, Okay, LT, like I'm not. He goes, Yeah, but sometimes what happens like when we get nervous, we say things that we don't really mean. I'm like, okay. He goes, I've trained a lot of people and they'll say to me, I know, I know, I know. And he goes, and about the fifth fucking time they tell me they know, he's like, I saw my car make them get the fuck out because they don't know shit. This is their second day on fucking FTO and they're sitting there telling me they know. You don't know anything. 
And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So as an FTO, you don't know anything. So here's what you say. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. I got it. I got it. All right. It's never you know because you don't know anything. And even if you do know, you don't fucking say that to your FTO because you don't know. Because I promise you, you become an, a know-it-all and they're going to show you things that you thought you fucking knew, but you never knew. Because I'm telling you right now, there's one thing I would not mess with and that's a veteran cop who knows what the hell they're doing. Okay. I'm telling you that because on my FTO, that's what they did to me. <laughs> well, not because I was a know-it-all, but because they were testing me. They wanted to know. They wanted to make me prove myself. And you do need to prove yourself, male or female, doesn't matter. You know, there's tons of males who don't belong on the job, and there's tons of females who don't belong on the job. And I can I scroll through Instagram and I could I could fucking point out every single one I want to roll my eyes at. Okay. This is my little rant. But here's the deal. Um, don't be a know-it-all. You're gonna get tested. It is what it is. If you can't hang, you can't handle it. Go be a fucking, I don't know, go ride the desk somewhere. Get out of law enforcement because the road's hard. The road doesn't give a shit. Once you're on the road, they're gonna, you're going to thank your FTO for being so hard on you and playing all those mind fucking games because the road's hard. You know, the job is hard and uh, yeah, you, you need to be prepared. So I hope, hope this helped you, uh, you know, any rookies and, and it also any, you know, veteran officers like, you know, who are FTOs, you know, see that side too, you know, cause, um, I think sometimes we forget, you know what I'm saying? Um, as always, if you have anything that you want to say, you want to follow up with, get at me on Instagram at the lady sheepdog. And just to remind you, the sheepdog family is open right now. The link will be um, below you. If you guys have questions about anything, feel free to reach out and I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your sixth.